1: We bring Greg Allman on for Fox Sports, NFC South Rider. He's been covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since 2013, formerly of The Athletic. And you can go follow him on Twitter at Greg Allman, A-U-M-A-N. Greg, it's great to have you, man. How are you doing?
0: Hey, doing well guys. Thanks for having me on. Hope you're doing well.
1: Uh, For sure. We are. We appreciate the time. He joins us via the body works plus guest hotline and Greg, we saw Baker Mayfield up close in Carolina last year, and we saw no evidence to suggest that he would have the type of season he did with Tampa Bay this year. How much credit for Baker Mayfield's resurgence does go to offensive coordinator, Dave Canales? How much does he deserve?
0: Yeah, I think a good part. I mean, I think they found, you know, a system a scheme, that gave him confidence, that played to his strengths, kind of limited his vulnerabilities. And that's that's what a good scheme does. Um, you know, I think we've seen this Baker before. I mean, that's kind of who he was, you know, in 2020 and leading the Browns to a playoff berth. But it's definitely not who he was uh, this past year, whether it's, you know, in Carolina with the Rams. Uh, you know, you're 2-10 as a starter one year. You're leading the team to a division title the next. Um, there's definitely... Uh, making the most of something and kind of maximizing things. It's a lot like what Dave Canales did, or helped do, I should say, uh, with Gino Smith in Seattle a year earlier.
1: Well, and Greg, it seemed like the players really like him. We played a soundbite from Mike Evans not too long ago saying he's got the kind of makeup that would lend itself to being a player's coach, but just the players really gravitate towards him because of the positivity that he brings to the organization. Is that how you saw it when covering Tampa Bay this year? Just like what kind of relationship was he able to build with the players?
0: Yeah, a real strong one in a short amount of time. I mean, to be a first-time coordinator, to be a first-time play caller, there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that. Um, And I just think – You know, they've got a good cast of characters here in this offense. You know, you think about starting an offense with with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, a receiver, you know, Christian works as a tackle. There's talented pieces there. Uh, I think there wasn't a sense that they made the most of that last year, you know, 22 with Byron Leftwich as coordinator. So I think what you see from Dave Canales is is just an energy and a positivity that really, I think, helps them. Uh, when their offense wasn't working well, I mean, there were stretches this year where they weren't a very good offense. They they never, you know, probably had the consistency you want. But I think to, to accept that it was a first-year play caller, a bunch of new pieces coming together, um, you know, they really hit a stride in December in winning four straight games, certainly played a great game in the playoffs to beat the Eagles a week ago. Um, you know, not enough to beat the Lions yesterday. But I think, like I said, I think the... The outlook that he brought to this team. And I think that the, uh, I guess you'd say, just the way his positivity can permeate to players that need that and can use that is a good thing, whether it's as a head coach or as a coordinator or as has been in Seattle as a position coach for whatever it was, 13 years.
2: Greg Allman joins us. NFC South Rider covered the Bucks since 2013 for Fox Sports. You can follow him on X at Greg Allman. And so, Greg. Take us back to the preseason and the quarterback situation for the Buccaneers was certainly in flux. And so you bring over Dave Canales from Seattle that was just fresh off of helping Geno Smith to revitalize his career. Was there optimism that with what he had done there that he was going to be able to help whichever quarterback started for Tampa to have a solid season, much less a career year like Baker had?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that was the the hope for them is, is, you know, you see where, I mean, Geno Smith probably had even less to work with than Baker had, Um, but you took somebody who was a backup who is replacing a really high-level quarterback, Um, you know, taking over for Tom Brady is is not an easy thing, but, you know, taking over after who Russ was in Seattle wasn't either, and I just think you you definitely saw a parallel in terms of, wow, this guy took Geno from a guy who basically was a backup for five years. Um, kind of a a failed first-round pick and got him to be somebody who steps up as a leader and a Pro Bowl player and leads Seattle to a playoff appearance. Um, And, again, it was all kind of in theory in August. I don't think people really thought you'd see Mayfield, uh, you know, reset career highs in passing touchdowns and passing yards um, and really get more out of this team than than Tom Brady did a year earlier. It was a lot of small things that came together to make him uh, a better team, but they get a better record. They won in the playoffs when Brady hadn't done that the year before. Um, and I think Mayfield, you know, as a leader, as a um, as a guy they could rally around was really a big part of that.
2: Does the experience of, of working with a smaller quarterback like Mayfield give him a leg up, so yeah. to speak, on the competition, working with a guy like Bryce Young?
0: Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of experience with young quarterbacks, with developing rookies. I mean, uh, he was there, you know, as, a, as an assistant when Russ was a young guy, but he, he doesn't, I mean, I think he's, he's brought guys back. He's taken experienced guys and made them better, but I don't know that he has kind of that specific resume line. You think about guys like, uh, like a Bobby flow, I he comes in, he can literally say he was CJ Stroud's offensive coordinator. You know, he was working closely with Brock Purdy the year before. That's pretty much the best two case studies in precocious young quarterbacks playing well, And that really carries a lot of weight if you have a young quarterback that you need to have someone mentoring with. Um, I don't know that Canales has that specific experience with young quarterbacks, but certainly in developing somebody, in being positive with somebody that probably could use some positivity after a difficult first season.
1: Greg Allman joining It helps to turn the mic on, by the way, Wes. I don't know if you know that about radio, but it helps to do that. It's Greg Allman joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, talking about Dave Canales, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC South, everything that goes along with the division. And, Greg, it felt like Dave Canales wanted to stick with the run this season. It got better as the season went on. How did it exactly get better, and what did you make of Tampa's run game as designed by their OC?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both in that they, they still finished dead last in the NFL, for the second year in a row in yards <laughs> per game and yards per carry. So I don't want to get too crazy thing the praises of the Buccaneers run game, but I do think um, in the last, I guess it's about seven games of the season, they were much improved. Uh, I think they finished 18th in yards per carry 25th in yards per game in those last seven. And Rashad white, you know, I think there was a confidence there that they didn't have in the first half of the year. You know, there was probably two good months where they were running on principle and not based on the results they were getting. Uh, lots of games with less than three yards of carry, that kind of thing. But to see it come together, I mean, what that does, I think, is forces defense not to dwell on the pass, not to be able to drop back in coverage, uh, kind of forces them to be a little bit more honest. Um, and that makes life easier for Baker Mayfield. He, he's probably better as a guy that throws it 28, 30 times a game and not 40, 45 times a game. So uh, I think they were pleased with you know the end results from Rashad White, but there's still a lot of room for them to be better, both in blocking and in executing next year.
1: Well, Greg, just looking at this Tampa Bay roster, it's really hard for me to get a grip on them because they do have some older guys. They are a team that played Detroit close before Baker threw the interception at the end of the game, but their cap situation is interesting. We don't know exactly what the future holds for Baker Mayfield. Same thing exactly for Mike Evans. Uh, Do we expect Tampa to continue where they left off this past season and on for the next couple of years to have success? Like what do we know and and what are some of the questions they have to figure out there with Tampa?
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely starts with, Do you bring Mayfield and Evans back? I mean, that's a a huge thing. That that changes their offensive identity if those guys aren't back. And I do think there's a lot of momentum for them to come back. You know, Mayfield, to have everything he went through with three teams in a year, I think definitely values the continuity and the familiarity of being in a place where he likes to be, and they like him. And he's been embraced as well as he has in Tampa. I don't think he's going to take too cheap a deal as a result of that. So you have to find out what that offer is, you know, how many years it is, how many years guaranteed it is that makes him feel valued enough to stay there and not roll the dice on, you know, another brand new situation somewhere else where another team might pay for. Uh, but I think if, if Mayfield's back, if Evans is back, if they can get Antoine Winfield back, those are three huge cogs to bring back. And if they have those three, honestly, they'll still probably be a team to beat. Um, I don't know that new Orleans will have the cap flexibility to be as talented a team this fall, as they were this past season, uh, the Falcons are definitely a team in flux just because you don't know who the coach is going to be. You don't know who the quarterback is going to be. They're, the rest of their team seems talented enough to compete, so I think they'll be right there. And then it's just a matter of, of how big a step forward Carolina can take with a new coach and a lot of room for improvement from from 23 there.
2: Greg, what type of leadership style would you say Dave Canales has if he were to move up to the big seat?
0: Um I would say it starts with positivity, just, just very upbeat, high energy, uh, literally walks up and we get him on Thursdays here and, and walks in. And even if you expect it, even if you've seen it 20 weeks in a row, he comes in with a genuine, Hey everybody, how's it going? He talks about how he rolls out of bed. Um, you know, like the down and distance is always working in his favor. You know, he, he's not waking up in 13, 18. Um, and I think that's something, like I said, that, that carries over to people. I think, it can be easy, again, you guys know they're in Charlotte, but it can be easy to get caught up in losing streaks and year after year struggles. And I think for him to come here, I mean, I think he had a good model in Seattle in terms of sustained success, being relevant every year, competing for postseason. So it's what he knows. But to listen to, if you if you watched uh, Pete Carroll's kind of goodbye presser after he was done in Seattle, There's a lot of Pete in in Dave Canales, just in terms of uh, an upbeat spirit, a constant positivity. And that's where it starts from. I mean, he's inexperienced as a play caller, as a technician. Um, You know, he's got 14 years in the NFL, but this is his first year as a coordinator. So it would be a big leap if you were a head coach after only one year as a coordinator. But I think in terms of likability and presentation and charisma and leadership, those are all things that, make him feel like a future head coach whether it's this year or later down the road
2: does he strike you as a guy that's going to be a head coach play caller type or do you think he'll delegate that duty and just kind of work together with someone
0: you know i don't know because it's such a big undertaking he's only 42 i don't know whether he'd have the confidence to want to be a play caller and a head coach i don't know uh who he would be able to bring with him that would be better suited to be a play caller you know it's one of those where his his offense in Seattle was under a couple different coordinators. Shane Waldron, who just took the Bears job. He's one of the guys that's kind of led him to the path he's on. Pete Carroll, obviously, is a mentor. But I don't know that he would have the kind of connections where you'd be able to build a ready-made, loaded NFL staff to go with him. And he probably would want uh, a veteran OC, uh, a former head coach as a DC, those kind of, um, you know, guys that have done things and and been through the situations to help offset his relative lack of experience if he were a head coach at 42.
1: Well, and Greg, last thing for me, before we get you out of here, you know, th- there was the job security question surrounding Todd Bowles before you get to the postseason, you win the division, and then you even win a playoff game and you compete against Detroit. So they really ended strong. What's the kind of job security that Todd Bowles has heading into the next regular season? And, and it feels like a weird question to be asking because they did get to the postseason. But is that a question worth asking about uh, Coach Bowles?
0: No, I do think so. I mean, I mean, if you go back, whatever, two months, when they're four at seven, I mean, he, he's on the outside looking in as job security goes. He's fortunate not to be fired in season. The Bucks don't do a lot of that. But, you know, if they finish the way they were losing six out of seven, and that carries on, he's probably done. So if he's done, Canales is done. Canales is now looking for work. It doesn't have any yeah. Carroll staff to, to go back to. So I think, you know, I think Dave is very grateful and appreciative to have made the leap he made to come to Tampa. Um, he probably wasn't their first choice for coordinator, but it worked out you know, really well for what they needed, what they wanted in that position. So I think he uh, would be very grateful to come back and have another year to improve in Tampa. But I don't think that takes him out of consideration for a head coaching job if if the right thing came up for him and he was offered.
1: That's great stuff from Greg Allman, helping us out about Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator for Tampa, could be the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers. Go check him out on Twitter, at Greg Allman, A-U-M-A-N, covers the NFC South and covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Greg, we really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, no problem. You guys take care. Thanks, Greg.